You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic, hosted by Dr. Heidi. Dr. Heidi has been exactly where you are right now. She's walked through the fire of toxic relationships and has now dedicated her life to help others do the same. Living in a toxic environment can cause the damaging behaviors of others to become normal, leaving you feeling hopeless and desperate. Learning how to recognize the toxic traits and understand why they occur is the key to taking your power back. Now is the time for you to gain your self-worth because you're worth it. Discover who you really are because you're awesome. And realize it's not normal. It's toxic. Hey, everybody, I'm back. This is Dr. Heidi. You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic, Rid Your Life of Toxic People. First thing, um, I have to ask a favor. I am in a contest for a grant, some funding um, that if I receive it, I will be able to expand the business, meaning I will be able to get my programs out to more people on more platforms and into more cities as far as conferences and workshops go. So what I need you to do, because part of this contest is based on votes. So I need you to go vote for my business for this grant for business expansion. Right now, the easiest way for you to go vote is go to my profile on the Coaching with Dr. Heidi Instagram page. And I have right now replaced my website link for a little while with the FedEx grant voting link. So all you have to do is click on that. I think you have to enter your email address and then you can vote. You can also vote one time every 24 hours until March 8th. But I cannot tell you how much something like this would help me and my team out in changing the way we are able to reach people. If we can get a little bit more um, marketing and expense type things, if we can get a little bit more help with that, we will be able to show up in your different cities around the country. And we will be able to do some of the stuff that we've been wanting to do if but have not been able to expand the business that far. So if you have if you have gotten any value out of these podcasts and if they have helped you, I would love in return for you to jump over to the Instagram profile, click on the link that's in the top on the profile and vote for the Coaching with Dr. Heidi um, Federal Express Grant Fund. That would help me out so much. Um, if you are not in the Strength Within group, Strength Within is a online support group that I am the administrator of. And it is, I think I just looked, it's about at 765 people. If you are having the experience that nobody understands what you're going through and you continually have to explain yourself and after you do so, still nobody understands what you're going through, we have 764 people in there that know exactly what you're going through. So if you're not in that group and you are looking for a support system, that is a great place to be. So you just go to Facebook, search Strength Within. It is a private group. You will have to ask to be allowed in and you will have to answer a few questions. I am the only one that sees the answers to those questions and I am the only one that allow that has 
that holds the key to let you in. So don't worry um, about what you're answering in those questions because nobody will see it but me and they disappear as soon as you're approved or declined from the group. So that's a great way for you to find people who are going through or have been through what you've been through. The other thing about that group is we're not talking about just intimate relationships. We are talking about toxic relationships that spread through every type of relationship there is. Coworkers, friendships, social circles, um, family members, as well as your intimate type relationships. Toxic relationships are also found in every culture, every religion, every country, every gender. So that particular support group has every type of relationship in it. So don't feel like, well, you know, Dr. Heidi talks a lot about the intimate relationship, so I probably don't belong in there. Every type of relationship and every type of scenario is in that support group. And, you know, I was talking to someone yesterday about that support group. Toxic is toxic. So, you know, if you see stuff in a group or, you know, even on Instagram or somewhere that talks about toxic people and it is kind of veering towards the intimate relationship, just pull the intimate relationship part out and read it in your situation because people post from perspective. Right. So it doesn't just it doesn't necessarily mean that that doesn't apply to you, because if they're toxic, they're toxic and they will operate the same way no matter what type of relationship they're in. So just be known that I now have clients from every type of relationship I could imagine. And when I started doing this, I really thought I was just going to help females in intimate relationships. And, and now, because I also know toxic is toxic and we we take their power away the same way, no matter what type of situation you're in. So what I wanna talk about today, and the name of this uh, podcast is, are you a stick fetcher? Okay, um, I hope I don't offend anybody with this topic, and I hope I don't offend anybody with my correlation, but I really want you guys to be able to visualize what I'm saying, because it's the understanding that is the important part. Once you guys understand how you ended up in it, why you ended up in it, and why they do what they do, you guys will get your power back. So when I use illustrations and I use examples and I make up metaphors, it, it's not to offend anybody. It's just to give you visual and to give you some things to relate to. So you'll understand why I say that in a minute. But I want to actually dedicate this episode to Corey. Corey was somebody who wrote in with a question. The question that he wrote in with was, can you do a podcast on how to calm myself? What are some things that you do when I start feeling the anxiety come up from trying to understand all of this? So Corey, you know who you are. Obviously, I love hearing from listeners. It's, it's part of my, it's one of my favorite things is to get messages from you guys. So I'm hoping I can touch on this and I think it's going to help a lot of people. Now, what you need to know um, about the relationship that you're in is you, somewhere along the line, have been trained to act the way you act, respond the way you respond, and react the way you react. Okay, if you've been in a toxic environment, or you've been in a toxic relationship, or you was, if you were raised in an unhealthy situation, or if you work in a place that people are not nice, you will relate to this, okay? And especially if you are a good, kind, caring, loving, empathetic, service-oriented type person. We wanna make people happy. We wanna avoid conflict. We are social. You know, we like to be around people. So we 
put ourselves out there to do that. And many times we end up compromising ourselves to stay in that position. So what you need to realize is that long periods of time or repetitive relationships are going to train you to be on your toes. You are always going to have a small amount of tension and you are always going to be very adaptable. You'll be on your toes because toxic people are unpredictable. You don't know what they're going to say. You're not sure what they're going to do. They change their story. They change their reasoning. They change the goalpost. They change all the rules all the time. So if you're listening to this, chances are you're in a toxic relationship because I can't imagine somebody listening to this who isn't. You have been trained to be on your toes. You have to be ready for change all the time. You've also been trained how to react. Toxic people need a reaction. When you react, they are ensured that they are in control. Remember, toxic people need control, power, attention, and admiration. So when they can put something out there and you cry or you get mad or you react in some way, that's their little clue that, yep, I still have control. So you've been trained to react to reassure them that they've got control. You've been trained to not make them mad. Toxic people a lot of times have kind of a short temper. You know, uh, again, toxic people are all different. So if the short temper thing doesn't apply to the person in your life, that's fine. Um, but we learn very quickly not to make them mad. We fix things before they know. We hide things so that we don't get in trouble. So you've been trained to not make them mad. You've been trained to fix things. Keep everything up to par. Keep everything just like they like it. Fix it, organize it, change it before they ever know there's anything wrong and before there's anything they can disapprove of. You've been trained to do that. You've been trained to stay out of trouble, right? You stay one step ahead, or I should rephrase that. You try to stay one step ahead to stay out of trouble. Does it work? Hmm. Maybe 50% of the time. Why does it only work 50% of the time? Because they're unpredictable and they change the rules. So even when you think you're going to stay out of trouble, they're going to change the rules anyway and you're still going to be in trouble. But they've trained you to be quick on your feet and try to stay out of trouble. They've trained you to support them no matter what they're asking you to support, which is very sad because we compromise our values. We compromise who we are to support them because they demand support. They demand respect. So we change our values and we change who we are to give them the respect that they're demanding, not the respect that they're earning, right? They train us to defend them. You're on my team. And if you're not on my team, you're going to be in trouble, right? So it goes right back to that you're going to be in trouble. So you're trained to defend them. Sadly, we're trained to lie for them. You've caught them in a lie. You learn to accept their lie, so you're not in trouble. You hear them lying to somebody else, you defend them. You back up their lie, so you're not in trouble, right? So you're trained to lie for them. You're trained to defend them. You're trained to support them. You're trained to respect them. You're trained to dodge their threats. This is a very interesting one. Toxic people are very threatening because their goal is to control people and situations around them. So if they're not getting things the way they want them, they'll throw out a threat. Because if you think they're going to do something or they're going to say something or they're going to expose something, you'll quick accommodate. 
Now, the thing with the dodging their threats, my husband and I were just talking about this last night. You know, probably 90% of the time they don't follow through on their threats. Why? Because we are so busy staying in front of them. We always fix everything before they would ever carry their threat out. And you know what? They know this. If they threaten you, you'll step right up and you'll do what they want if they're going to threaten you. But then if you think about it, they never follow through on their threats because you always back down and you always fix it because you want to stay out of trouble. So you defend and you support and you lie for them just like they asked so that they don't follow through on the threat. So you're trained to dodge their threats and you're trained to fix everything so that they don't follow through on their threats. And in reality, most of them are never followed through on, but they keep control of us by threatening. You have been trained to assume that the worst is always going to happen. We always feel like the worst is going to happen because they like to threaten, right? They like to threaten us. They like to make us feel like the world is coming down if we don't. You know, their love is very unconditional. So if you don't do everything that they need, they take their love away or they take their acceptance away or they take their approval away. You know, and in like your friendship situation and your coworker situation, they take their approval away. They start criticizing you, okay? So we are very trained to assume that the worst is always gonna happen. And if the worst is always gonna happen, we try to stay in front of the worst thing that could happen, right? So back to the title of this. I just went through 10, 11 things that you've been trained in, in the toxic environments that you've been involved in. Okay, now tell me this. And I'm certain that many of you have pets or have animals. And how do we train, how do we train a dog? We train animals and we train dogs by repetition and reprimand, right? Okay, now I want you to go back and think about everything I just said. And this is the part, I don't wanna offend anybody because I don't want anybody to think I'm calling them a dog. But to go back, toxic people train us exactly the same way, by repetition and by reprimand. You learned by repetition that you needed to stay out of trouble because if you didn't, you were reprimanded or you were punished or you were disciplined, right? You learned to support them, defend them, lie for them, respect them out of repetition because if you didn't, you were in trouble or you were reprimanded or you weren't approved of. So by repetition and reprimand, they have trained us to do all of these things. Now, here's the thing. Once you train a dog, right? They don't care who's throwing the stick. You train a dog to fetch, they're gonna bring the stick back no matter who throws it. So you can transfer owners of dogs. You can send your friends out in the yard to play fetch with the dog. You know, the mailman can come and pay, play fetch with the dog and inevitably somebody throws a stick, the dog's gonna go get it because the dog is trained by repetition and reprimand. He knows that's his job. Somebody throws a stick, I go get it. This is funny, but my dog is literally laying here looking at me like he knows I'm talking about throwing sticks. Anyway, that's funny. So because we've been trained by repetition and reprimand, just like we train anything else, it doesn't matter who 
throws the stick, right? Or who throws the frisbee? Or who tells us to sit? Even when people are no longer in our lives or the relationships have been you know, severed or cut off or the dynamic of them has been changed or you no longer work there or you don't attend family events anymore, even when they're no longer around you, you were still trained by repetition. So what happens? Someone or something makes you nervous and you immediately, what, are on your toes, okay? It doesn't matter who's throwing the stick. You're gonna go get the stick. Your body is gonna respond because it's been trained. So immediately you're on your toes. Someone or something asks you to do something, tells you to do something, commands that you do something, yells at you, right? What are you gonna do? You've been trained by repetition to react. Why? So you stay out of trouble. So you don't cause conflict. So you're approved of, right? Someone or something is irritated. You can tell somebody's mad. What do you do? You calm everything down. You fix it. You make sure that the conflict is, is, is softened and that they're happy because you've been trained by repetition to do that. Something is messed up. What do you do? You right away quick fix. I can fix that. Something is unorganized, you organize it, right? Someone needs support, you support them. Somebody needs defended, you defend them. Somebody needs you to help lie for them, you do it. Why? You have been trained by repetition. And that repetition doesn't go away no matter who you are associated with, okay? So we dodge threats, right? Nobody carries through on threats because we're so quick to fix everything that they don't even have a chance to carry through on them because we are so good at jumping the minute they say jump. At fetching the stick the minute they say fetch the stick. We always assume that the worst is going to happen because they always make it seem like the worst is going to happen. So a lot of my clients and the people I work with have a hard time understanding, okay, I've quit that job. Why am I feeling so anxious now? Or I'm out of that relationship. Why am I still feeling and doing and acting the same way? Why am I so insecure? Why am I so unsure of myself? Why can't I make any decisions? Because you've been trained that when somebody throws a stick, you go get it. And it's as, it's as simple as that. So I'm gonna put a little information in here uh, I have a lot of listeners on this podcast and I, th I am thankful that you guys share it and I am super grateful that you guys are getting some value out of what I have been through. But I have also been through the untraining. I am finally to the point that when somebody throws a stick, I don't go get it unless I want to go get it. But that wasn't who I used to be. I used to go get every stick that was thrown because I was so trained to react and to respond so I wouldn't be in trouble, so there wasn't conflict, so something bad wouldn't happen. And now I don't do that. What I've done instead is I have made myself available to untrain my stick fetchers. I had to do it, I had to learn it, I had to trudge through it, and it's hard. But if I would have had somebody there telling me to not go fetch the stick, I think it might have been easier. 
And you know, that was a big part that the man that I'm married to now did. He, he, ha he helped me learn that I didn't have to go fetch those sticks because the worst doesn't always happen and they don't always follow through on threats and you don't have to support them if you don't support them. You don't have to respect them if they haven't done anything to earn your respect. And I, it took me a long time to learn that I'm not, I am no longer a stick fetcher. So if as many of you that can make it to the March conference, I am, I'll tell you what I'm doing at the March conference. I am untraining the stick fetchers. You will leave that conference with all the information that you need to quit fetching sticks, to quit supporting when you, when you shouldn't, to quit bending over backwards, to quit compromising yourself for somebody else's needs and wants just because they want control. So I know a lot of you are not even in the same country, but if you are, the reason I do the two-day conference is it is a crash course. It gets you the stick, the stick fetching information. When you leave, even if you have to go back to the same environment that, that you came to the conference about, you will have so much information that either it will make it easier for you to operate in that environment, or it will make it easier for you to figure out how to change the dynamic. Because once you understand why you're fetching sticks, you will very quickly quit fetching them. So you just, you need to understand you've been trained. You've been trained to react the way they need you to react to get what they need at that time. So back to the question from the listener. So how do I get to a place where when I feel the anxiety of this past relationship coming on, how do I calm myself? Okay, there's everybody has their own calming um, answers. And what Dr. Heidi does, I talk to myself. And people around me know I talk to myself. So they're pretty accepting of that. Um, but the number one thing you need to do to calm yourself down is education, which is part of the reason I do this podcast. For those of people who can't get the education anywhere else, I try to at least give some tools that you can use to understand why they're doing what they're doing and the situation they're in. So the number one thing to calm yourself is education. The more education you have on their behavior, the more you understand it, the more you are able to let go of the blame and to let go of the, it's my fault, and to let go of the guilt. So that's the number one thing. The next thing, because obviously the education part takes a little time. So if you are in the middle of a feeling very anxious situation, say you're driving and you hear something that makes you think of it and you start getting that shallow breathing and the pain in your stomach and your thoughts start racing and you're overthinking and you're blaming yourself and you're feeling guilty and your self-worth tanks. The next few things that, that I'm going to talk about is what I want as I want you what I want you to work on for calming. And one of those is I want you to ask yourself the first thing, what is the worst thing that could happen? If I'm overthinking this and if I'm, you know, making up things in my head or if I'm assuming that it's my fault and I have to fix it. What's the worst thing that could happen if you did nothing? I ask my clients this all the time. 
I get I get emergency texts and then I'll say, well, what's what's the worst thing that can happen? And they never say a firing squad's going to show up. I've never had anybody say I'm going to get hit by a truck. So if the worst thing that could happen is not going to happen, we can handle it. So don't when you're feeling that high anxiety, don't let your emotions get away with you because the worst thing that could happen. Now, we've all been through some really bad things, but we've also all survived every day that we thought we weren't going to. So the worst thing that could happen, you're going to survive that too. So just know that if you created the worst possible scenario in your head, that's not going to happen. Very seldom does the worst thing ever happen. But our brains tell us that the world is ending or that you know we've lost complete control or that we're never going to be the same and we're never going to be in love and we're never going to find another job and we've cut off our family and it makes everything an emergency. Remember, toxic people are very addicted to chaos. They're very addicted to drama, which makes you feel like everything's an emergency and the worst thing's going to happen and the bottom's going to fall out. And that very seldom happens. So the first thing you do is you ask yourself, what's the worst that can happen? Okay. The next thing you're going to do is, have I seen this before? Has this toxic person made me feel like this before? Have I done this whole cycle? And you may be able to pinpoint, it might not be exactly the same, but you may be able to pinpoint that feeling or whatever you're having back to something else that happened and remind yourself how that turned out or remind yourself how you handled that, or remind yourself how um, the tables got turned and you were just fine. So if you've seen it before, you need to remember, toxic people don't change their playbook. They want you to think they do, because they keep throwing new things at you and new words at you, but at the end of the day, baseline, it's pretty much the same thing, right? It's the same threats, it's the same warnings, it's the same unapproval, it's the same non-acceptance, it's the same keep things to keep you trying harder right? Because when you're trying harder, your attention is on them. So just ask yourself, have I seen this before? And if you've seen it before, guess what? You survived it before, which means you'll survive it now. The other thing I want you to do to be calm is toxic people have a way of blaming us. They deny any mistreatment. They deny any crazy tactics of manipulation. So I want you, rather than accepting the blame and taking fault, I want you to make this feeling you're having their responsibility, okay? Ask yourself if you have actually done something wrong in your eyes. Not because they're telling you you did something or not because they're telling you something is your fault or they're blaming you for something. Do you feel like you actually did something to cause the way you're feeling. And really, really sit on that. And if you feel like, no, I'm a pretty good person, like I don't feel like I should be taking responsibility for this, even though I have in the past, so that the fight ends, or so that they apologize, or so that the silent treatment quits. If you have not done something that has caused this, you need to make them take responsibility. I mean in your thoughts. You're not going to go make them take responsibility for anything, you know, in real life. This is a calming uh, exercise. Ask yourself, 
Are you a good person? Do the people that are closest to me think the same thing of me as this toxic person that I'm dealing with? If the people that love you and support you describe you completely opposite of that, you have to remember that. You need to start seeing you through the eyes of the people who really know you or who, who really knew you before you got in this toxic situation. Do they make, do they blame you and make you take fault for things? Probably not. They probably wish you'd stand up for yourself, but I promise you, they put the responsibility on the toxic person in the situation. You take the responsibility on you because the toxic person makes you feel like you have to take responsibility and take the blame. So if they don't, if they don't see it that way, you've only got one person that sees it that way, which makes your army way bigger, right? How, how would your most trusted person describe you? And I have people that just, I say, go ask them, I'll text them. Text the most trusted friend that you have that knows you the very best to describe in three sentences your personality. And if they don't describe you the way the toxic person in your life is describing you, that should be calming. Because if that's the person you trust and they describe you opposite of the toxic person, hang on to that description, not the description the toxic person is making you accept of yourself. One of the other things I need you to learn, this is the, probably the thing that took me the longest to learn, is you have to deal with the guilt thing. Toxic people know that your personality will respond if they can make you feel guilty. We have to remember that guilt is an emotion. Nobody can make you feel guilty unless you're allowing them to feel guilty. So if you're feeling guilt and that's what's giving you anxiety, you need to go back to the make them be responsible. If you haven't done something, you have nothing to feel guilty about. Think about your values. Think about who you are as a person. Think about who you were before you met them. Think about who you want to be. Does this relationship fit with the person you want to be? That should calm you. That should make you feel like, yeah, maybe I am in the wrong place. Why have I compromised my values and who, who I am so that this person can train me to stay out of trouble and train me to defend them and train me to support them. Why have I compromised my values so I can be trained by this person to go fetch their sticks? This is about thinking about you. That's what's calming. You have to reassure yourself that that good person that you know is in there is still in there, right? List everything you want in your life. And you guys have heard me say the A to Z thing. Write the alphabet. List something you want with each letter that you want more of in your life. Concentrate on that. That's calming. To look forward to your future. To hold your head up. To start building your self-confidence. And if you read that list every day, I promise you, your view of things is going to change a little bit. Remember that whenever you spend time thinking about them, you are giving them your attention your energy, and your time. And remember, toxic people need control, power, attention, and admiration. So they want your time, your energy, and your attention all the time. So if they're not in your life anymore and you're feeling anxious about it, when you're 
overthinking and you're processing all this stuff, remind yourself, they don't get to have your attention and time and energy anymore. You get to have it. So even when you're not in it and you're thinking about it, they're still in a sense controlling you because they still have your attention and your time and your energy. And it's the attention and time and energy that we need to spend on ourselves and build our self-worth back up and get to be the person that you see when you think about your top values and get to be the person that you see when you achieve all this stuff that you want more of in your life. So, you know, are you a stick fetcher? If you're listening to this podcast, I have no doubt that you fetched some sticks. Okay, I would love to be able to help you let the sticks lay there. Aside from guilt, aside from obligation, aside from, oh, I'm going to make them mad, we can retrain you to leave the sticks lay. And that is what all of my programs are about. It's not about learning to stay in it. It's not about toughing it out until the kids grow up. It's not about, you know, letting them win all the time. It's not about accepting their criticisms as truth. It's about leaving the sticks on the ground. And so, you know, I wasn't meaning to go with this whole dog training thing, but when I started it, I'm like, this is a huge visual even for me. I've been all the way through it and I was a freaking stick fetcher, but I'm not anymore. You know, if, if, if you don't like me, so what? But you would have never heard me say that 10 years ago. I would have done flips to make sure everybody likes me. And that is no way to live. So what I did want to offer on this podcast is because the early bird ticket pricing on the conference is still available. If you are in the United States, this is going to be a fantastic event. So from right now until March 1st, if you listen to this podcast you and you want to attend the conference, now you're going to have to register and pay before March 1st, which is Sunday. The early bird price is $199. Use 25OFF to get $25 off because you listened to the stick fetching podcast. And you'll be able to attend the three days of the conference for what is that, $174? That is a huge amount of information to get you moving in the direction you need to, especially if you're one that's been feeling stuck and feeling trapped. This is, this is just enough information for you to start because I know starting is overwhelming. The whole recovering the whole moving forward the whole not worrying about the what ifs is hard and i want to make sure that i'm there for you when when you're ready so if you have listened to this the stop picking up sticks stop fetching sticks i'm sorry podcast and you want to come to the conference use the 25 off code but you'll have to purchase your ticket before sunday march 1st and again, Strength Within is the support group. You can find me on Instagram with Coaching with Dr. Heidi. That's also the place right now to do the vote for the FedEx grant. And that would help me get so much more information out to so many people. So I would appreciate that vote. And anything else you guys are needing, I love hearing from you. I love the messages. I love the emails. And I, I, I always get people go, did you really read that? 
Yes, I read every single one. I, re I really try to respond to every single one. If I missed you, I apologize. That was a mistake. But so moving forward this week, you're concentrating on not picking up other people's sticks or not picking up the sticks other people's are throwing because all they're doing is trying to make you give them a reaction. Thank you for listening and sharing this podcast with others. Looking for a community that understands? Join our Facebook support group, Strength Within. For more information on all the services Dr. Heidi provides, please visit www.coachingwithdrheidi.com. It's time for you to break free because it's not normal. It's toxic. <laughs>